Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. The Danny Mac Show with BK. Podcast powered by I Promise. Now, here's Danny Mac with BK. And Bader lifts a high fly ball out to deep left. Tapia going back at the wall. Gone! Just over the wall. Arenado out to deep left field. His first home run against his former team. Launched it into the bullpen. You know he's loving it. All right, do you know the background on that one? The calling it? Yeah. Were you, were you watching? Yeah, of course. Okay, so you are in the group of watching, and then there's the group of, like, uh, those that just pick it up on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and they're like, wait a minute, was that Jim Edmonds? Yeah. What happened? Well, I, I told him to call the home run. Well, what's going on? I mean, that was crazy. Yeah. We have, I don't know. How many, you know what? Do, do me a favor, BK. Um, how many innings do we cover in a season? 162 times nine is more than I know, but I will go with over a thousand. Okay. Dan. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, welcome to the show. Hope you had a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day to everybody that uh, celebrated Mother Day, Mother's Day yesterday. So yesterday, uh, I'm getting like blown up about this in a good way. Sure. I'll have to say that. But I said, well, if you're not watching the game you just take a little piece of what you saw on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And yeah, Edmonds is losing his mind. Yeah. I said, I, I walked, as I said yesterday, I said, I'm like a pirate. I walked him on the plank. <laughs> if you're going to call it, call it, baby. And he did. By the way, what a great weekend of baseball. Absolutely. Welcome into the show. Uh, Cardinals are playing great, man. They are, and that was a big 17-game stretch. We talked about it beforehand. It didn't end up being a true, like, 17 games in 17 days, but you played 17. You, you had that one off day because of the rain out. They were awesome over it's, the it's course of It's not an off stretch. day, though. They, they show up. They work sure. out. They do their thing. You know, it's not like somebody taking off of work that you say it's a Saturday. So it's 17-17. I mean, it's... It's a lot of games. You came into this one at the very beginning. You were six and six. You leave it, and now you have the best record in the National League. I think every single person in our audience, Dan, would have signed up for that at the beginning oh. of this stretch. No doubt Could about it. Me. Yeah. Do you see this coming? No. I thought I told you at the beginning, Dan, and I, I think we were on the same page with this. I think this is a really good team. Is it a great team? I'm not sure. I think they could add a couple of pieces at the deadline, maybe to to get there. But they're really solid everywhere. I mean, they've got, a, they've got a really good bullpen with guys that you trust at the back end. Your lineup right now, I mean, that's probably my biggest surprise. I didn't know they were going to be this good one through five. I thought they had a chance to be. I didn't know it would solidify this early on, though. I'm with you. I mean, Tommy Edmond, Dylan Carlson moving up to two. 
Uh, I mentioned on the game yesterday, four, uh, five through eight is really been actually one of the better, you know, five through eight in the leagues. Yeah, you guys had the stats like top five basically all throughout that bottom half oh, yeah, of the I order looked, right now. I looked it up. And uh, the other thing was um, run scored, run prevented. Number one. Number one. So, I mean, what do you want? You know, I mean, you come into to today and there's going to be people on the text line saying, well, you got to sign Albert. Okay. <laughs> uh, bench is no good. Okay. Um Get rid of uh, who should we get rid of today? I don't think there's any calls for even Jeff Albert at this point. So if we're not trying to get rid of him, <laughs> I think we're in a pretty okay. good spot, man. Um, who should be starting? Give me that. Yeah, I got a I little edge to me this morning, by the way. Probably some calls between Cardin start Oviedo and Gant. Yeah, Cardin start today. Yeah, you should have give me a call. You knew you you would have known that I would have helped you out. I would not. Have, no, I. <laughs> Dan, I would have done anything but call BK. You know I've got you, Dan. I'm looking at both of you like, are you insane? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so the Cardinals win 5 nothing Friday, 9-8 Saturday, 2 nothing win yesterday. Wayno, uh, he is an ageless wonder. I mean, the guy is just, <laughs> just awesome, man. I mean, what else do you say? I, so... We, we went into the ninth inning yesterday, and I'm feverishly typing and looking up historical facts and talking to our pro- producer, Brian Shapiro, who does a great job. And I said, dude, this is like, this is, this is kind of big. And I'm like, yeah, let, you know, start looking up. Do you know how few guys have thrown a two-hit no-hitter? I mean, it's like a handful of guys. So we're, we're watching history yesterday, and he's still dealing. I think you could have kept him in. I'm so glad that they didn't. It was the right move. Uh, but yet, Wayno has been awesome and says he's just having a great time doing what he's supposed to be doing. I have a great time outperforming expectations. That is uh, something I really relish in, in a lot of people saw me a few years ago and thought I was done, rightfully so, by the way. Each time I'm pitching, I know there's people out there that think I'm too old to go out and, and pitch nine innings. So I'm having fun. Even if there isn't no anybody out there doing that, I think there is, and so that motivates me. But, but I know there is. There's a lot of people. Unbelievable. He, he's been awesome. He's a pleasure to watch. He's old school. He's not throwing 100. He's throwing about 91, 92. But, you know, I said it on the air yesterday. Charlie Blackman, and, and, and he knows he's going to come out. If he doesn't throw a strike, what's he throw? Flips up a curveball and three and zero. I mean, he pitches backwards. You have no idea what's coming. That's what makes him fun to watch. He is pitching, pitching. How many guys pitch? Nobody. Let me throw a hundred, and then it goes to the backstop. Ooh, that was triple digits. That was awesome. Oh wow, ninety nine. Yeah, but it was it missed the plate by half a foot. And then that one goes to the other side of the plate. Guy's pitching, man. That's called pitching. He doesn't. It's awesome to watch. And now out of his last four starts, Dan, he's gone at least seven innings three times. He's gone the distance once, the eight and a third yesterday. 
It's awesome. I mean, there there is I'm running out of words to describe what we're watching right now with Adam Wainwright. He mentioned in that um, that clip that we just played, there were people that doubted him. I was one of those people. I didn't think he had this in him going into last year. I certainly I wonder didn't if know. He doubted himself. We know he did. He said there was a point three well, years ago, I think it was, where he he'll didn't. be 60. And hey, Wayno, could you go get three guys? Feeling pretty good. He's finally saying that. Yeah. It's 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 unbelievable, Dan. And I I loved that clip because we all were captivated by the uh, the last dance stuff that we were watching last summer. Right. And the, Jordan's mindset on a lot of different things. And I love that Wayno says, hey, even if there's not people that are out there doubting me, I'm going to convince myself that there are. And he just he finds a way to stay motivated. He's completely changed his nutrition plan. He's talked about that. He's changed the way that he's pitching. He's found the right arm. It's everything. And it's all working for him right now. And it's huge for the Cardinals because they needed somebody to be able to take that spot in the rotation. Um, inform me on the uh, nutrition so I didn't he, hear that. He talked about it after the game yesterday that he has changed the, his diet over the last couple of years to so, be able to stay in better shape regularly. A couple of years ago, he came in really thin. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, almost too thin, probably. And so he was thin and you know, he looked in great shape. Don't get me wrong. He's 6'6 and whatever he weighs, but really thin. Face was thin. Body was thin. By design, so I thought, okay, great. You know, latter stages of his career, and that's what you do, I guess. Uh, so, what do you do? What do you say yesterday? I don't know. He he didn't go into details on specifically what he's doing differently with the uh. diet, but he said he he talked about some of the people behind the scenes that have helped him. And one of the things that he mentioned is, hey, you know, I've I've changed my eating habits. And then he also over last weekend, I guess it was when he was going through everything at home, he's talking about how, hey, we we had some meals that I probably normally wouldn't be having. So I think that's something that he's really taken seriously over awesome. the last couple of years. Um, Yachty looks a little bit heavier to me. And, and, and not that he's out of shape. He just looks a little bit heavier. And I think so, that's helping his power. I do, I do too. And um, when he came back from the shutdown last year, extremely thin. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I just Notice what I notice. Um, dude's hitting rockets. <laughs> What's going on here, man? I don't understand it. I don't I, get it. <laughs> it's it's le- unbelievable. The crazy thing, Dan, is I figured when he was out, the thing that the Cardinals would be missing most is the defense and the pitch calling yeah. and all of that. And I thought Kisner did a really good job from totally that perspective. With you, man. The one thing they were missing, though, if you looked at the numbers, the was offense. the offense. And he comes back and right away. From the moment that he returns back to the lineup, it's like, oh, okay, now we're the Cardinals are six deep instead of four or five potentially on any given day. How about the lineup? You know, my my concern, and I, I mentioned this yesterday on the game, is that last year, even the year before, you you would if you're the opposition, you would say, oh, got through Goldie, okay, got through him. Now we're going to deal with the young. We're going to deal with this guy. I don't care who they're throwing out there. Then they roll it over. Okay, here comes Goldie again can't do that now yep i mean cannot do that now it's it's a lineup that is really good and if bader is going to do what he's doing oh boy i mean he looks like a better player than he's ever been now it's a really small sample size however i was talking to jim Edmonds yesterday off the air i said bro guy's different looks different i said first of all defensively everybody can see it 
he takes charge in center field. He's a very good defensive uh, player. And, and we knew that was going to happen, whether he was hitting zero or 700, right? You would yeah, agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. I said, but I'm watching him take pitches. Looks different, man. I said, righties, lefties, not chasing. I said, especially the righty on a, a slider. I said, he's going to have his strikeouts, but he looks different to me. I said, are, are you seeing that? He's like, oh, totally. Totally. And when I talk to Jimmy, if if Jimmy says totally or yes, I'm like on an offensive player off the air, something's going on that's in a good way or bad way. If I say, hey, this guy stinks, this guy's he's no good. Yeah, you're right, Dan. Okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I got it. I'm on the right page here. Yeah. Um, so what we're seeing right there is that Bader is a different player. I mean, and I, I think BK and and you dive into the numbers as well as anybody. I think if you look at the last like maybe two to three weeks of last year's season carrying over to this year, this is the guy that we saw. You know, he he was starting to hit right-handers a little bit better, and now the numbers may not be there. Okay, so the average may not be there, sure. but you got to watch. How's he taking a pitch? Is he following off a pitch? Is he taking it to right? You know, those are the things that don't come up in StatCast, in this StatCast era. Just watch the game. He's better. He looks really good. So the length of the lineup is so much better right now. I also it's different. Re- I love him batting eighth as well because he's he's laying off of the pitches that we normally wouldn't see, and he's taking walks right now, Dan. And that's what's crazy to me. And with his speed on the bases, that's giving you another advantage. Looking at his walk rate and his strikeout rate right now, he has one of the lowest strikeout rates on the team. He's striking out 13% of the time. When he's at his worst, it's three times that number. And his walk rate is nearing, it's approaching that strikeout rate. He's 11% walk rate. I mean, this is, you've mentioned it a few times, it's a different player that we're watching right now. He doesn't have to be this all season. He's not going to be this all season long. But if he can be like 80% of it, if he can be a guy that gives you just consistent at-bats, even if that means a 250 hitter with a 300 on base percentage, but he has a little bit of power in there, man, I'll take that every day of the week, given no what question. he is, he, how he's playing right now defensively. It completely changes the Cardinals. How much fun do you have as a fan? So I'm, I'm kind of coming in, not really looking at Tanner Sheet, <laughs> uh, just I'm just going full bore here. Let's do it. Let's talk Cardinals. Um, how much fun are you having watching Arnado? Dude, this, this guy is sick. He is awesome. He is so good. He made a couple of plays. I don't care if you were throwing Carpenter there, uh, Tommy Edmond there, Nolan Gorman there. Mm, who's your best defensive third baseman in the league outside of Arnado? Who would Chapman, that be? probably. Yeah, I would agree. Money. I was going to say Chapman. They don't make those plays. Dude is sick. (laughs) I mean, he makes coming to the ballpark fun. So I find myself as a guy that does every game, every at-bat, watching everything. I know this may shock you, BK, but sometimes you kind of go, oh, you know, you take a deep breath. When he's up or the ball's hit to him, I don't. And that's the same way I felt with Scott Rowland. He is awesome. The dude is awesome. 
I thought this was the best individual series that oh. we've seen from him, too. And obviously, some of that is probably him going up against his former team. There's a little bit of added motivation there. Not that he needs it, of all people. But he looked locked in at all times, defensively, offensively, in the dugout. I mean, it's it's everything with him. He is the total package. And I don't know what more you could possibly ask for from the first month and a half of a player with your uh, with your new team. I asked uh, Mike Schild, I said, so what have you learned about this guy? And he had him in the minor leagues. You know, I mean, in, in terms of so for people that don't know, if you manage, you coach third base so he goes over to third base they played countless times 30 plus times against Arenado's minor league team he said well you know he was he was a good dude you know talked to him a lot friendly great player could pick it can hit I said okay we all know that I said so what have you learned he said he said he's a man of few words and I said really I said, because when we watch him, I mean, he's just so, he goes, he is so locked in to every pitch, doesn't take a pitch off. Now, I don't know about you, if you're a viewer at home or you listen, I don't know, 162 games, I'm up in the booth, I ain't locked in on every pitch. So I decided on, I don't, was it yesterday? Saturday? I can't remember. All right, doesn't matter. I said, I'm going to in my own mind, I'm going to watch him defensively. If you get a ticket, go watch him. Watch what he does every pitch. So I would call them, you know, here, here here's a 2-1 pitch to Joe Blow. Okay? And I was watching Nolan Arnato. He does not take a pitch off. He is moving. He might be, uh, move back. He might move to his left. He might come in. He might... And then I watch the opposing teams. I, I do this all the time. They don't do that. They say, hey, okay, let me look at my chart. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we need to uh, play him to pull. Okay, uh, 15 feet off the bag at third, whatever. And they stay there. The guy watches. So I'm done with, at times, sitting there and saying, okay, here's what the spray chart says. And this is what we got to do. Well, he watched the at-bat. So he watched that a guy comes in and throws either 91 or 92 like Wayno, or he's watching Henesis Cabrera or Jordan Hicks or whatever come in, and he adjusts to the plate appearance. That's what we're missing in the game. Yep. This guy is doing it every single pitch. He came in, came in a few steps. He moved to his left. Why do you think he gets every ball? Because he makes the in-game adjustment. The it, dude is awesome. And he's doing it at the plate, too. I thought you guys were great on the broadcast last night, or yesterday, rather, talking about how he never settles in totally while he's at the plate. He's always nope. moving. And you mentioned how sometimes, he, do you think that could maybe get him on the front foot a little bit? He finds a way. That's just for, for whatever reason, that's the way that he does it. He probably wouldn't teach it that way to a little league. I was going to say, if you watch that tape, I know we're, you know, Tanner's like losing his mind here because we're way over. But if you were watching a guy, would you say, hey, watch this. Watch how his front foot goes there and then his back foot go, and the pitch is coming and he's. No, there's no way you would teach that. 
He's Works an outlier. For him. He's an outlier. It's the same thing. I mean, you look at the NFL. You wouldn't teach it the way that Aaron Rodgers does it. You wouldn't teach it the way that Patrick Mahomes does. Everybody's got a different way, right? Especially at the highest of levels. If you can be Nolan Arenado, sure, do it the way that he does it. But it it's special, man. It's been a blast to be able oh, to watch man. each and every day. That guy is worth the price of admission. Just watch him. So anyway, what have we done here in the first segment? A little bit of everything, my man. Have we? By the way, Tanner, who do uh, Dave Schoenfield? Dave Schoenfield coming up at 1030. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Only went uh, 21 minutes over. Hey, Dan, you want to talk about the bullpen situation now with Hicks being out? I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Helsley, and he looked great yesterday in that relief appearance. I want to hear what you've got to say on him kind of in this new role moving forward. All right, looking forward to that. 101 ESPN. This is the Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. Uh, a coffee <clears throat> putting the headsets back on uh danny mack from the 314 thanks for the shout out to my 96 year old grandmother on mother's day b strobel yeah i did that yesterday um every once in a while i do shout outs bk as you well yeah. know i needed well i did a shout out to you i said we were talking uh you were talking about some, oh Tommy Edmond. Yeah, the two strike approach. Yeah, you gave a shout out to Tanner for being the uh, the Woo president the of the Woo and the Lou fan club. Absolutely. Yep. They started early yesterday too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we got to stop. <laughs> it's, it's enough <laughs> is enough. Might have been the earliest I've heard it. I heard a few. Uh, I would say, uh, what's the word when they're kind of faint? Like, you kind of hear it. Like a whisper almost, a whimper. Almost a whisper. I would go with a whimper. I I think that the Mm -hmm. woos are going out with a little bit of a whimper right now. So I heard that in like the fifth or the sixth, then the seventh. It was full on, baby. Yep. It was full on. Woo in the loo, uh, which I know you love. All right. So you want. My favorite. I, I actually think of you guys in the middle of the game. I'm, I'm sitting there going, when I hear the woos, I'm like, hey, well, I wonder what Tanner's doing right now. I know BK is pissed. Uh, so what's going on right now with those guys in their lives? I actually do. Dan, you know, there's a I got lot going on. I got so, a lot of time on my hands in these games, you know? So you have a, a ton going on. You are busy all the time. I am just now feel, I feel like Danny Mac over this oh, next stop. week or so. Just shut up. No, seriously, because we're moving into our new place. So our closing date is this Thursday. Yeah, you're not going to be here either. Oh, I'm not. I'm yeah, pitching you Friday. guys on Thursday and you're Friday. You're taking a four-day weekend. <laughs> That's right, Dan. By the way. Good for you. Thank you. Um, so we are doing everything to be able to prepare for getting the new house. We've got the final walkthrough. We've got to schedule all of the appointments, everything. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I didn't realize how busy it was going to be the week that we actually move into the new place. Okay. That's really nothing. I'm just telling you, in my opinion, that's really nothing. Now, add Bambino 1. No, 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 no. Then 2, then 3, then 4. <laughs> Now Touché. you may have a, now you may have a schedule going, you Touché. know. So you don't really worry about am I going to be able to see the Cardinal game tonight? You know, I can probably fake it on the radio tomorrow. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I you know maybe I'll I'll catch a couple innings. I hear the guys on the fast lane talk about this all the time. They're washing the same dish seven times because Absolutely. they've got the, the game on in the background, the headphones on, and they're like, "Ooh, this is a beautiful dish right here." So, here's the here's the thing. I'm going to give you the Tanner. Quit texting. We need to come multitasking. All right, that's fine. We need to come up with a. Um, it's kind of like Uncle Randy in the mornings. Yeah. Life advice with Dan. <laughs> okay, I can come to you for all my. Hey, I'm gonna have a few over the next few weeks. From what I understand, once you move in, there are things that you oh, didn't yeah. notice. You're whenever screwed. you're going through the walkthrough, <laughs> you're screwed. Whenever you're going through the walkthroughs, that suddenly you live in the house and you're there every day, and it's like, oh, that is broken and needs to be fixed immediately. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. Can't, Can't wait. call the landlord. Yeah. No. So you look at the wife, and she looks back at you like. Really? Yeah, that's on you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So get ready for that. All right. Be- I wanted to talk about the bullpen. Yeah, and with Jordan Hicks going down. So we, we saw it a little bit yesterday. You know, the, the three, I, I, I kind of look at it now as a three-headed monster. It's Reyes, it's uh, Cabrera, and it's Gallegos. So, it, it, you know, the day before, I think it was 30 pitches by Reyes on Saturday. So you had to go to, now he did have... The lefty Cabrera, but he he's got a he's going to have to mix and match a little bit more. There's not as much flexibility, and that's the way I look at it. Is is you know one day when you got four guys like that that have the potential to be dominant, and they all do, uh, all are really good. So that's not to say that every time that you go out there that they're going to be good, but they have the potential to be good. So when you have four, you should be able to manage your bullpen pretty well. Now you're down to three, so you you think about mm, this guy, this guy. If I go to Reyes, three out of four, two out of three, three out of five, four out of six, he's off. So what else do I have? Not many teams have the luxury of going back to a Ryan Helsley or to match up with a lefty, three batter minimum, uh, albeit, but Henesis uh, Cabrera. So that that that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'm concerned though about Jordan Hicks. I, I I'm. My gut tells me I don't know if we're going to see him before the All-Star break. If we see him after the All-Star break, I'll take it as a plus. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, that's how I was last week, and I'm I'm definitely there after we heard over the weekend. It looked like, I don't know if it was Mo or Schilt, somebody from the Cardinals told reporters, hey, he's going to be reevaluated six weeks from now. So right. that doesn't mean he's going to be throwing six weeks from now. It means he's going to be reevaluated at that point. So you're looking at, at the earliest, probably early July for a reevaluation period. So I would take it even further. I always just take those kind of things and say, okay, let's add seven days, if not 14 days. So if you add the 14 days to exactly your point, I I did the same thing. Early July, and then uh, All-Star break is mid-July. Let's see where he's at at the beginning of the second half of the season. And if you get him back, it's a plus. If not, you know, hopefully he's going to be okay. Again, we are so limited, by the way, BK, uh, with covid I can't go down there and, and have those intimate conversations that I normally do with Mike Schilt or Mike Maddox or a player or whatever. Uh, so I was listening to the uh, the Zoom yesterday, and, you know, they just they just kind of put it out there on a paper and, you know, plain as day and say, here it is. Then I read into it. So that's me reading into it. No one else like you. You're reading yep. into it too, right? Absolutely. And say, okay, all right, so that's early July 
why would you bring him back before the All Star break? You get you get another basically get another week there. Why not just give him all the rest that he needs because he's such a talent? And he's probably going to need a rehab assignment yeah, at some point as well for a couple of weeks to make sure that he's right, find out where where he's at command-wise, because that was the issue early on for him up in the big leagues, too, this year is, hey, let's make sure he's got his command on straight. And it it's going to be tough for him. But like you said, Dan, they've got they've got some guys that can pick it up. I'm not worried about their bullpen having the back-end guys. I hope that they're able to cover the innings, because one thing that's been so huge I about think these, they can. these last 17 games is the, the starters have gone so deep, they are first in the main majors over the six 17 game stretch in terms of innings from their starters they need that trend to continue because the underbelly that's what i don't want to get exposed yeah. over this the, next the, three months yeah the starters have been so good over the 17 games uh but this is what exactly what we talked about is it not yep. i mean in spring training we said well what, what are they built on well we hope that goldie is goldie we hope arenado is the player that they acquired we hope Tommy Edmond turns into a good player uh, and continues. He's been a good player, uh, continues to get better. Uh, we hope that Dylan Carlson thrives in whatever role he's at. Obviously, he's thriving in the number two hole. And and then after that, five through nine, somebody step up. Well, they've had a lot of guys step up. So that's the offense. So And by the way, we're going to be sitting here in a couple weeks or a month or whatever and going, gosh, this offense what's going on with this off it's gonna happen yep that's what happens in six months and we're gonna say in in uh the course of the next few weeks boy uh, i i don't know reyes i like him as a starter not sure about a closer he's 10 to 10 right now in in closing but you may say that because that is baseball it's just up and down and and can you i, I what's the best way to what do you how hey tanner how would you define baseball? A can you marathon, not a sprint. Can you weather the storm? No, that's not what the saying is. Weather the storm. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, look at the Dodgers, right? I mean, I thought they're they're gonna win 115 games. It's gonna be really hard for them to win 110, 105, maybe a hundred. Because that's baseball. You know, it's just it's just a weird deal. So anyway, I'm going way too late, aren't I? Little bit. We'll get to Dave Schoenfeld on the other side. This is the Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. With Danny Mac, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's the Danny Mac Show with BK here on 101 ESPN. And right now, we're going out to the Brownie and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend Dave Schoenfeld. He covers Major League Baseball for ESPN.com. Always enjoy having Dave here on the station. How you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm good. Celebrity might be a slight exaggeration. No, but, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> happy to talk baseball with you guys. That's the bottom line. We're talking baseball, and I love it. We're back at it. Uh, you know, Major League Baseball thought about postponing this for a month. Aren't you glad, Dave, that uh, we decided not to do that? Yeah, no doubt. You know, and it, you can tell as the stadiums and the ballparks slowly open and start allowing more fans. Man, are fans itching to get back to, to the ballpark or what? You know, Hopefully by summer, it's we're pretty much back to full scale. Go get your vaccination, people. Um, but I, I just, 
you know, all my friends are talking baseball and my mom's talking baseball, you know, so people are uh, definitely excited. Absolutely. And and that's the best way to put it. Everybody's talking baseball. It's back in the forefront of things. It feels normal. Um, The Cardinals are 13 and four in the last 17. So that, that of course, Dave, of (laughs) course, feels normal here in St. Louis. What, what What have you thought of the Cardinals so far? Well, you know, to be honest, I haven't seen a whole lot of them. I don't know why the Cardinals just haven't yet been on my regular viewing schedule. But, you know, look, they've pitched well, both rotation and bullpen, and they've hit home runs and they catch the ball. That's how you play baseball in 2021. You know, little ball, stolen bases, those things don't matter. It's all about uh, hitting home runs and preventing them. What Cardinals have out homer their opponents forty-two to twenty-four. I think you know that's a huge gap, and that's why they're winning. And look, I said at the start of the year, with the NL Central being, we don't know who's going to be good or who might be bad in that division. It just felt like it might be setting up for a Cardinals type of season to win that division, right? Because this is what they do. They're good. They're always good enough. And if there's not a powerhouse team, it made sense maybe that they were the favorite in that division. The funny thing, Dave, is before the season, this is kind of what I thought the Cardinals would be. The difference is yeah. I didn't think the National League would look the way yeah. that it has thus far. <laughs> like I thought, I thought the Padres would be out to a gangbuster start. I thought the Dodgers had the potential to win 110 plus games. And then I look over at the NL West, and it's the Giants in first place in that division. And the Dodgers are 18 and 17. Can you make sense for me what's been going wrong with the Dodgers so far this year? No, it's stunning. I mean, they haven't won two games in a row in their last 20 games. You know, they're one in six and extra innings so that I don't think Dave Roberts is a fan of the runner on second rule. Um, So that's killed them. But um, it's shocking, you know, because I'm with you. You know, here at ESPN, you know, start of the season, we're talking about how are we going to cover this super team? What if they end up chasing that single season record of 116 wins? That seemed possible, especially after they got off to that 13 and two start, but they've had a few injuries, but mostly they just haven't hit, you know, yeah, they're without Cody Bellinger, but that's one guy. Nobody's really hitting. Buki's been okay. You know, Corey Seager's been okay, but they haven't been great yet. Um, I still think they're going to get on a roll, but maybe this is a worst-case scenario in that division. Yeah, maybe it turns into a wide-open three-team race. Hey, Dave, we were talking about uh, Nolan Arnato, and so we're watching him every day. And I, I do the games on TV, so I'm sitting there watching this guy between pitches, uh, random 1-0 count, I'm watching him. This dude is unbelievable, man. I mean, will will you tell me, tell our listeners what makes him so great? Because the guy is awesome. He is so much fun to watch. Well, if you have the old timers out there, we'll know Brooks Robinson. And he's Brooks Robinson on defense with more power, you know. So, yeah, he's a better player than Brooks Robinson. I just said that, you know, a Hall of Fame third baseman. But, No, he's one of those high-energy guys. He's totally into every pitch, every game. Yes. Um, And he's he's a good contact hitter for this era, gets the ball in play. And I'm not – you know, I think the home runs are even going to come. What's he have? Six right now, you know, which is fine for this part of the year. But I think he's going to be a 30 to 35 homer guy, you know, similar to what he was in Colorado. You know, people were – I know they're all worried, oh, what's he going to do away from Coors Field? But – uh, we've seen enough hitters leave Colorado 
and they do well because they get away from, you know, how the altitude messes them up right when they go on the road. So he's fine. He's a superstar. He's, he, and I think he's a future Hall of Famer. We're talking to Dave Schoenfeld here on 101 ESPN. Covers Major League Baseball for ESPN.com. Dave, I did want to ask you, you know, because you were talking about Nolan Arenado there. The Cardinals have Paul Goldschmidt hitting in front of him. And the real surprise here in St. Louis has been what we've seen thus far out of Tommy Edmond and Dylan Carlson at the top of the lineup. Edmonds batting 290 right now, and he has one of the highest wins above replacement on the team. Dylan Carlson's batting 300 with an 850 OPS. Dave, if they can continue this and this lineup looks as good as it does one through four, is this a team that can compete realistically for even the crown in the National League this year? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, Goldschmidt, you know, I'm not exactly sure who he who he is. Is he going to be a power guy or an average guy, right? He's done both his first two years with St. Louis. I'm not sure he's still both of those guys, you know, the guy who is the MVP candidate. But I think he's going to end up with a higher OPS than 684. Um, Paul DeYoung, you know, 186. I'd like to see a little higher average, you know, but, you know, he's hitting some home runs. But, yeah, Edmund, I loved him two years ago when he came up. You know, he was like the energizer rabbit in that lineup, got on base. Um, Just the kind of player we need more of in today's game, right? A guy that can hit for a good average, get on base, still a base every now and then, and not just swing for the fences and strike out 180 times. So don't we call that baseball? Love- <laughs> don't we? That, know, that's baseball, right? Not now, like, but that, know, that's like what, what, what it was in the past. It's so true, and I wish we had more of these guys. You know, David Fletcher of the Angels, yes. Nick Madrigal of the White Sox, who never strikes out. He's a you know. It's okay to hit a single and a double every now yes. and then, folks. So I, I, I love those kinds of players. Isn't it weird? I, I, I call uh, Tommy Edmond getting a base hit, and I look at my partner, and I'm like, wow, we got a single. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is crazy. <laughs> we well, actually have a single. It's, it's, it, he is a throwback, funny. man. Yeah, if you got you need the power guys coming up behind. I get it. You know, the what is, you know, Matt Carpenter, I know, has said this through the years. Hey, it's hard to get three or four hits in a row, so we're trying to hit home runs. It's hard to beat the shift, but guys on base is always a good thing. You know, you got to roll through that lineup 1 through 8 and uh, you need you need guys on base for the power hitters to drive them in. Hey Dave, um Dylan Carlson, Dave Schoenfield is our guest and he's awesome. If you have a, a insider account or if you go to espn.com, make sure and read him. He does a great job. Dave, um and I steal a lot of your stuff, so thanks a lot. Um <laughs> I, I got to make sure I I preface that so when i watch dylan carlson i'm not sure i'm seeing a better rookie in baseball i watch a ton of baseball bk gives me trouble all the time he says i'm a geek because all i do is watch baseball it's amazing it, I, I love baseball so i watch all the games i i've been doing this a long time i'm not sure there's a better rookie in baseball than dylan carlson started at center moved to right which has got to be taken into account uh, and i hope the voters look at that and the job that he did he threw a Matter of fact, he threw a ball that was 93 miles per hour to get a runner at second, uh, third base that that won the game for the Cardinals. He so he's very service uh, serviceable there. If he was on a lesser team, he's probably in center every day. He's batting second now. Granted, he's hitting in front of Goldschmidt and Arnado. He has thrived in that spot, but they put him at five different positions in the lineup. 
I don't know if there's a better rookie right now in baseball. This guy is a stud. What 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 was what you know your take on watching him and who are the other rookies of the year that that you're kind of taking a hard look at? Yeah, I've been meaning to, to take a deeper look at the rookies because there's a lot of guys like Carlson who played a lot last year but still retained for sure their their rookie eligibility. Ian Anderson, the starter for the Braves, that's a good one too. Yeah, ERA. he's still a rookie, you know. But yeah, um, again, another look. Anybody who's hitting 300 in 2021 is having a notable season, um, so so that's great, you know. He's interesting because I, I like looking at some of the stat cast numbers and like his hard hit rate, which is a ball hit at 95 plus miles per hour is actually not good. So I don't know if they're, you guys are just watching every day. So I don't know if he's getting a lot of ground balls. He's a throwback, Dave, a throwback. <laughs> you know what? Okay. He, he didn't do this in the minor leagues too. He, he wasn't like that guy that you'd go jumping right. off the stat cast, you know, papers and say, Oh well, this is the next guy. He, he, to BK's point and credit, he's kind of a throwback. He really is. Yeah. So I, no, I'm just curious it, what you're what you're seeing. Yeah. So that that would be my my as I dig into the numbers. That would be my only thing. Like, okay, is he going to keep it up? That you know, because in this day and age with defenses, you know, po- positioning themselves so great, will they figure out where do we play against him? But if he's spraying the ball around. You know, you, you got to play straight up. Those ground balls sneak through, you know, the yeah. bloopers, you know. So, yeah, you know, the strikeout rate, I think that'll come down. Obviously, he's, you know, early in his career. So, I like it. Like you said, a guy that's not just trying to, you know, hit the ball over the fence every time. Dave, final question that I've got for you. I want to go back to Tommy Edmond here for a second because you mentioned how you, you love the way that he plays, but I, I think some people that look at the numbers would look at his 750 OPS and they'd be like, yeah, I mean, what What are you guys so excited about? That's pretty league average really in a lot of ways. Mm. And, and it's, it's tough for me because I, I just I don't see it that way when I'm watching every day. It's like, wow, I mean, this guy has reached base safely in, in one way or another in 33 of the 35 games so far for the Cardinals. He's a guy yep. that puts a lot of pressure on the defense and the pitcher because, as you said, he can steal bases. He's a stud defensively at second base. He can move out to the outfield. I mean, it, it, I'm curious from your perspective, when you look at a player like Tommy Edmond, how do you value, how do you quantify what he brings to the table? Look, you're right. There's a lot of hidden values as well, and I get it. If you're a, not a power hitter, you do have to hit for a high average, and you got you got to draw some walks. You know, if you're hitting 290 with no power and no walks, that's really not all that value. But but Edmund has he has enough, you know, in his offensive game. You know, and his OPS plus is 114, so he's 14 percent, you know, above the league average right now. So. He's a plus offensive player. And then you throw in all these intangibles. And I think the one thing that we are overlooking with the swing for the fences approach is that getting a guy on base disrupts the pitcher, right? You know, he's got to go from the stretch. You know, if the guy can run, he's got to worry about him stealing second. Even though there are a lot of steals, he's still got to worry about it. You know, so those things don't necessarily show up. They're hard to measure, right? You know, so there is that hidden value of, of having a fast guy on base. And then, yeah, you throw in the defense and everything else. He's a good player. He was a really good player in 2019. I know he wasn't quite as good last year, but, um, you know, I think he's going to do this all year. Hey, Dave, what are you working on right now at ESPN.com? 
Well, check Wednesday on the website. I'm working on a, a big piece on no hitters. So I'll throw this out at you guys real quick. Are we seeing too many no hitters? We've already had four this year, plus the you know Bumgarner game. Are they losing a little bit of their luster? So I have a lot of history and research in this piece, but I kind love of it. a topic of the moment: too many no hitters or not? You do such a great job. Thanks for coming <laughs> on, and I can't wait to see it. And by the way, that's five no hitters. Okay, Madison had <laughs> Madison had no. You know what? They they said, hey, here's seven innings. He th- he went out and threw a no hitter. You know. I know. I disagree. I think they made the right call. A lot of guys have thrown seven innings of no-hit ball, and then they lose it in the eighth or the ninth. But uh, I hear it. It's a good debate. That's why we're writing about it. It's awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it, as always. All right. You bet, guys. That's Dave Schoenfeld of the uh, of ESPN.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm going with five. I mentioned the four yesterday, I think it was, yeah. or Saturday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday that you mentioned it. Uh, because Miley threw it on, on Saturday. It is interesting how many guys are throwing no hitters. It's crazy, and it, I think it's just, it goes back to what we're seeing from baseball right now as a yeah. whole. We're seeing the lowest batting average, I believe it is, since 1968 through the month of April. So, yeah, I mean, that tends to lead to fewer hits, which means you're going to get more no hitters over the course of the year. Okay, yes or no. Baumgartner? No I would count it. Yeah, I would I, count it. Too. If we're counting a complete game for seven innings, and they are, then I would count the no hitter as well. Now the uh, you know what the real, I mean, if we're going to judge this thing, you know who the real vote is, T Dog. Oh yeah, I, Tanner's. There's no doubt he's going to say no. This shouldn't be counted as a no hitter. No doubt in my mind. I think it counts, even though oh, I need really? seven inning, even though I yes. seven inning doubleheaders. I think it counts. I would really? have placed my entire life savings and lost all of it. Totally. That, that was the case. Well, good. Pay up then. <laughs> I mean, this guy, he's twenty one, but yet he really is sixty seven and a half. Seems a little a little on the young side for me, but I, I'll go with it. <laughs> T dog, you're going with a no hitter. Yeah, I guess it counts. It's, it's what he was given, so I'll, I'll give it to him. That's what I'm going with. I think it is. I think it's no hitter. I would count it. All right. I would too. You've been listening to Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world class instructors, we're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.